This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, welcome to Politics by Faith. I am Mike Slater. If you're new to the program, the point we take the news of the day. Even if it causes anxiety, especially if it causes anxiety. Break it down, talk about what's really happening, try to do it as dispassionately as possible. And then we lament the brokenness of it. And then uh, give some historical perspective and some biblical peace so that we can go to sleep, wake up, refreshed, ready to go, take on the world. Uh, thanks for all the comments, emails, all the rest. I got to read this one to start off with. Uh, E-R-L-J-R. Podcast has a great concept, exclamation point. Please stop changing things. If you want to make it shorter, don't explain, just do it. If you want to do more episodes, don't explain, just do it. If you want to do a five-part, five-minute morning thing for a week, don't spend four minutes the first morning explaining. Just say you're going to do it in one sentence. The podcast is great. And even without your thousand reviews, it is working. We got to get to a thousand reviews still. The only thing that isn't working are the long-winded explanations about how you're going to fix or tweak things. Just do it. It's already working. <laughs> All right. I won't waste anyone's time anymore with long-winded explanations in the beginning of things. Just want to make sure we all know where we're going is all. But this person left this comment and then five stars. <laughs> so the algorithm doesn't care what you said, just that you left the five stars. And I am grateful as well. Story of the day. Some members of Congress introduced a bill to ban TikTok. So what's going on here? What is TikTok? TikTok is the most addictive social media app that has ever been created. And it is owned, operated, and controlled by the Chinese communist government. The first thing to note is that it is spyware. It knows everything you do on your phone while the app is open. It does another thing that we're going to focus on in today's podcast. But the first thing to know it is it is spyware. It is uh, controlled by a Chinese company called Byte Dance, B-Y-T-E Dance. And it's just the Chinese government. So uh, Marco Rubio in particular... A couple other guys have introduced the Anti-Social CCP Act. It's all in capital letters, which means it's an acronym, and I hate acronym bills. Averting the national threat of internet surveillance, oppressive censorship and influence, and algorithmic learning by the Chinese Communist Party Act. <sighs> Took them way too long to force that. So this would allow the government to ban a social media company from operating in America, if it comes from, quote, a country of concern, it's a country of concern that officially includes China, Russia, Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, and North Korea. Those are the countries of concern. So Marco Rubio, this isn't about creative videos. This is about an app that is collecting data on tens of millions of American children and adults every day. We know it's used to manipulate feeds and influence elections. We know it answers to the People's Republic of China. There's no more time to waste on meaningless negotiations with a CCC puppet company. It's time to ban Beijing-controlled TikTok for good. 
Congressman Mike Gallagher, who's representing uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin area, he said uh, allowing the app to continue to operate in the U.S. would be like allowing the USSR to buy up the New York Times, Washington Post, and major broadcast networks during the Cold War. No country with even a, even a passing interest in its own security would allow this to happen, which is why it's time to ban TikTok and other CCP, CCP China-controlled apps before it's too late. Here's how to think about TikTok. First, young people don't care about privacy. They don't think about it. It's, never, it's not even a value in their head that they even consider ever. It's never crossed their mind. Their entire lives, they've posted everything about their life on the internet to broadcast to the world on purpose. <laughs> okay, so they, they think TikTok's great. They don't care about privacy at all. They, they see no issue with the communists knowing everything about them all the time. But just to really make sure you understand the depth of China's data harvesting of the world, there is a company in China, it's called BGI Group. They have a prenatal test for Down syndrome that they sell in 52 countries, not in America, but almost all of Europe. The genetic data, so pregnant women take this test to see if their baby has Down syndrome, right? The genetic data from the mom and the baby is then sent to and kept in China. Why does the Chinese government want the genetic data for millions of people in foreign countries around the world? Now, there's a whole episode that we should dedicate to this. Just two reasons just to get your brain spinning about this and, and full of anxiety. Uh, they want to research pharmaceuticals, precision medicine, that they could then use to dominate the world with. Hey, American women who have this illness, we here in China have this solution for you. Take this pill. And they now control that sector of healthcare for the world. And if you want to get really cynical, they could also develop specific pathogens like, I don't know, viruses, for instance, that only affect certain people with a certain genetic makeup that they're now able to come up with as they militarize the DNA of people around the world. This is enough of a concern for the U.S. government to call for China to stop the, quote, abusive DNA collection and analysis schemes to repress its citizens. They do it, obviously, with Chinese citizens, particularly the Uyghurs. I'm concerned about how they're going to one day repress our citizens. But we're not going to talk about privacy today. On today's episode, I want to talk about the other major problem with TikTok, and that is the mind games that China plays on our kids, mostly, through this app. Think of China's TikTok as a weapon of war on the minds of our children. The goal is to melt their brains, turn them into zombies, and infect them with digital fentanyl. Fentanyl comes from China, and then it goes through the Mexican drug cartels. The, 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 the fentanyl that kills 70,000 Americans every year already. That's almost as many people as, who die from diabetes every year die from fentanyl overdoses. Those chemicals come from China. So they are currently waging chemical warfare on our people already. TikTok is digital fentanyl, digital warfare. And I would argue that we absolutely need to ban TikTok in America. Now, some people say, oh, the free market. Sure, I think that's different when you're dealing with spyware from the Chinese government. Same reason we don't have Huawei, uh, internet, service providers and cell phone towers because the Chinese government uses it to, would, would and does use it to spy on people. So we don't allow that 
in America anymore. These are our enemies. Let's wake up to that fact. Some people will say, oh, it's the free market and uh, Google is just as bad and Facebook knows just as much information. Sure, that's bad enough. Those are Americans, at least not the communists in China. It's fundamentally different, I would argue. Why allow it when we don't need to? Now, the reason I'm not hopeful that this bill will pass and ban TikTok is because 12% of Republican candidates in the last election and 35% of Democratic congressional candidates used TikTok to reach Gen Z. So Gen Z are 10-year-olds to 25-year-olds. So in voting, 18 to 25-year-olds. So they use TikTok to reach young people who they want to vote. This, unfortunately, is a huge incentive for these Democrats in particular to keep TikTok. So how's it work? Uh, TikTok has the most advanced algorithm of any of the social media apps. So slowly, over time, the algorithm feeds you whatever they want. Whatever they want to do to manipulate you any way that they want to. If you've ever seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma, it's a pretty good analysis of this. But TikTok's 100 times worse because it's done by the enemy. It's done by communists. China has its own version of TikTok. It's not called TikTok but it's run by the same company and the government has rules. You're only allowed to use it 40 minutes a day. That's it. The app will not work from 10 PM to 6 AM. The government wants you to go to sleep every few minutes. The app will take a break. It'll pause, tell you to put the phone down, go to bed, get back to work. China also bans video games all week long, except for three hours on the weekends. That's it. You can only play it for three hours on the weekends, video games. But the thing most relevant for what we're going to talk about here as we get to the story of Samson in a little bit, because you're like, well, how can this <laughs> have anything to do with the Bible, right? We'll get there. Uh, the thing most relevant to us is the feed that the Chinese government feeds our kids. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what do they feed their kids? Well, they don't feed them risque dancing or other inappropriate things. They feed them stories about 
science experiments. The Chinese version of TikTok will send their kids uh, museum exhibitions and stories about astronauts. There was a poll recently asking American 8 to 12 year olds what you want to be when you grow up. Have you ever asked kids this? 29% said they want to be an online influencer. 29%. 23% said a professional athlete. And 19% said a musician. Why? Because these are the things that our kids are fed all day long. These are the things that TikTok lifts up as the most important things. In China, they asked 8 to 12-year-olds what you want to be when you grow up. And 56% said an astronaut. (laughs) Because that's what their kids are fed on their version of TikTok. It is psychological warfare on our kids coming from the enemy. Here in TikTok in America, it's naked women and transgender kids and videos about depression and cutting and hating your parents. So what's really going on here? That's what TikTok is, but what's really going on? We are a society that is very distracted. What is that word? distracted. I always go back to the original Webster's Dictionary of 1828 to get true proper definitions. And he defined it drawn apart, drawn in different directions, diverted from its object. Comes from the Latin word uh, dis, meaning apart, and traher means to, to drag or pull. So there's to pull apart when you're dragged away from your task. So you are together focused on your task, but then you are dragged away from it. That is distracted. You're pulled in different directions. We are a people, a society, very distracted. I don't know. I think about this a lot. I don't know what people 200 years ago did to waste time. Because that's all we do. It's all I'm doing. I'm I'm wasting time and zoning out. But what did George Washington do at 7 o'clock at night? I guarantee you he did not open up Netflix and sit there for an hour trying to figure out what to watch. Now consider a lifetime of that distraction every night. What a waste. I heard the great Paul Washer say that we are so distracted. We don't notice that we're just not spending time with our family like we should. And people say, oh, well, you know, I I don't spend a quantity of time with my family, but I really spend a quality of time. And he says, no, that's not a thing. That's a lie. You can't. That's not it. The only way. You get the real meat, the meaningful quality, as you say. The only way you get the quality is if you also spend the quantity. And you'll say, well, I have to work. Of course you do. Don't cut out work. Don't cut out church. Cut out all the other stuff. What about all the other things? What about all the other distractions? We are too easily distracted. Because if we cut out, I'll just speak for myself, if I cut out all the other stuff, it would free up years of my life. It is so obvious that the devil and the Chinese government, but I repeat myself, want us distracted. They want our kids distracted. Not just from the moment, not just from not being present in the moment, but distracted from a long-term mission as well. They don't want our kids consecrated to what's important. It's another great word. I'll get back to that in a minute. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't be conformed to the world that the godless commies in China are pushing on you. We are just so distracted. We're not focused on what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Tom Stewart has a couple insights. He says, in the Bible, we are told to be focused repeatedly. We're told to fix our thoughts on Jesus, fix them, to set our minds on things above. It's Hebrews 3.1, Colossians uh, 3.2. We are told to be steadfast of mind, so to fix, set, and be steadfast. It's our minds and our thoughts. Take every thought captive. We are also told to be watchful, to be fully awake and vigilant. Jesus told us to keep watch. Paul said to be watchful. So, so over and over again, be focused, be alert. That is what the Bible tells us to be. Have you ever seen someone walk down the sidewalk? looking into their phone, and they walk into a pole. They walk into a street sign. They walk out onto the street without looking. You ever seen that? Have you ever done that? <laughs> Just admit, if that person's ever been you, we are distracted people. So let's lament. I just hate that, that we've gotten here. I hate that it, it doesn't have to be this way. I don't know, maybe 200 years ago, there were other distractions. I don't know what George Washington was doing at seven o'clock at night when he should have been sleeping. One of my favorite quotes is from the president of Netflix. He said their biggest competitor, Netflix's biggest competitor, you know what they are? I've shared this before. Netflix's biggest competitor, not Peacock or Hulu or whatever. Their biggest competitor is sleep. So I don't know what George Washington was doing, but I imagine it got dark out. He had some candles, wrote some letters and went to bed. I like, we're up all night. Proverbs 25, 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Mm, you are vulnerable. You don't have self-control. You are vulnerable. You are a city that has been broken into, destroyed, and left without walls for more to come and take whatever may be left. <laughs> wow. The algorithm of TikTok is designed to appeal to the worst things within you. Paul lamented this. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. <laughs> Even for Paul, it's hard enough to do the right thing. It's hard enough without TikTok. Imagine if reality was like TikTok. So in, in real life, imagine if you're walking around your house and everything changes around you based on your worst instincts. So you go to the refrigerator and instead of chicken and vegetables in the fridge, uh, there's only ice cream and you're like, oh, okay, I ate all that ice cream. I got to go work out. So you go to the garage to go on the treadmill. And as soon as you get there, you see a treadmill, but then boom, turns into a lazy boy recliner <laughs> with a big screen TV. And you're like, okay, I'll watch a little TV. That's fine. And then you're like, oh, I should get to work. So you go to your work computer and then you sit down and it turns into a video game just like that. Or like, like just imagine that all day long where everything around you changes on a dime to divert you from what you really need to be doing and from what, as a person, you are called to be. This is the world that our kids live in when they go on TikTok. Just the worst is sent to them. The algorithm appeals to their worst intentions because the human heart is wicked. We don't want 
good things. Virtue is hard. You have to work to be virtuous and to think good thoughts and to do good things. And we should be putting things in our life that incline us towards virtue, not vice. Because if you don't go with conviction, you're going to lean towards the vice every time. And these apps and their algorithms, especially the ones owned by communists in China, are designed to at least distract you, if not full-on destroy your soul. It is melting our brains. It is warping reality for our kids. And we just allow it because we think it's like a fun dancing app. Okay, so what, what's the biblicalness of this later? Well, first, let me share a little history. Uh, there's a long history of fuddy-duddies like me thinking that the kids are spoiled and the kids are ruined. This is an article from 1997. 78% of residents say that kids are more spoiled than their parents were. Quote, boy, are they ever spoiled, was the comment of more than one person. This is a news article from 1987. This person's been in the drive-in movie theater business for 30 years. Senses a decline of romance at the drive-in. Says kids today are spoiled by air conditioning and would just as soon go out and buy a video cassette and nuzzle in front of the television set. Kids are spoiled. 1973. When I was a child 75 years ago, we didn't have electricity or any of the conveniences we have today. We had to sit with our coats on all day in school because it was so cold and we had to heat the building with a stove. The only time we got an orange was at Christmas. We never saw an egg, except at Easter. The kids today are spoiled rotten. We had to work instead of play. But we were brought up right, taught how to be good citizens. That was 1973. 1967, our kids today are spoiled. When there was no television, you had to amuse yourself. So I used to get up at daylight, as everybody else did. We would go out to the courts and practice all day long. 1959, their elders, for the most part, were unresponsive, decrying the fact that kids nowadays don't know how to make their own fun. Then they launched into... Detailed descriptions of the good old days of sandlot baseball in the summer and skiing on barrel planks in the winter. Kids these days are spoiled, they concluded. 1943, the children of today are different. Then they came from good old American stock. Children today are brought up to enjoy only amusements that cost money, such as movies, roller skating, etc. But no one suggests that they try games of their own making or think up, think up simple pleasures. This is 1938. A woman turned 100 years old says she believes children today are spoiled by too much spending and going. Things weren't like that when she was a girl. Her first school was made of logs, had one door, a window, and a big fireplace. Desks were split log benches and books were scarce. 1925. Remove the boy or girl of today from radio, the television, the furnace, heat, the automobile, the libraries, movies, and other forms of amusement and comfort. Give them merely a jackknife and nature's unchanging wonders for amusement. How better would they fare? Today is too much luxury, too ready means of amusement, taking the truly American spirit of pioneering and invention out of the personalities of our children. 1914. <laughs> These are newspaper articles. I'll do this one. We'll end on this. 1895. Most of the children now are spoiled anyway. This is 1895. Either by being overdressed or by being petted and praised until they are unbearably pert. Spoiled. That was uh, 1895. <laughs> That's great. People forever have been saying this generation is more spoiled than the last. And you know what? They were right. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. 
May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. That's the thing. A lot of people think, well, you know, uh, every generation has been complaining about the current generation being worse off. And, and they say that as if every generation has been wrong about that. It's true. Every generation has complained. And every generation has been right. The kids have been getting more spoiled. A little bit every generation. To the point where if you took a kid today and you put him next to a kid from 200 years ago, they'd be like different species. They would maybe look the same, but they would have nothing in common. And one of the reasons why is because kids today are more distracted than ever. First Corinthians 7, I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. This is the opposite, right? The opposite of distraction would be undivided devotion. Undivided devotion, which leads to our biblical story of Samson. The Sunday school kids version of Samson paints Samson as, as like, like a super, like, like Captain America, like someone you'd want to be like, someone we should look up to. No, no. You're say, what do you mean? He caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together in pairs and put a torch between their tails and sent them into the enemy's fields to burn their crops. That's awesome. <laughs> it's creative, sure. Still not someone you want to be. So quick run through of, of Samson. He was uh, only one of four people in the entire Bible where an angel came to the mother before the son was born and said, hey, you're going to have a son. Isaac, John the Baptist, Jesus, Samson. Those are the four. Samson means sunshine. The angel came to mom and said, you are barren, but you will conceive a son and he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Wow, it's amazing. It's worth reading Judges 13 to 16 for the full story. It's pretty short. And some parts are wild, like the foxes, for instance. Also, when he killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. But he slept with a lot of women, slept with prostitutes, and then found Delilah. The leaders of the Philistines, who hated Samuel, came to Delilah and said, Seduce him and see where his great strength lies. And by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to humble him. And we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. How much is that? Well, in Judges 17.10, it says that 10 shekels is, of, of silver is a, a year's wages. So, I don't know, today, let's say that's 75 grand or something. So, she was offered 110 times as much as that, right? Yeah, 110 times as much. That's $8.2 million dollars. 
<laughs> and there were five rulers of the Philistines. And they said, we'd each give you that much money. That's how much they hated Samson. $41 million they offered Delilah in today's equivalent about. What terrible thing would you do for $41 million? So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies and how you might be bound so that one could subdue you. So what's, what's your Achilles heel? She betrayed him. And he tried to trick her a couple times, but then he ultimately caved and said, a razor has never come upon my head for I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So that was it. It was his not shaving of his head. So as a Nazarite, he was especially dedicated to God. And this vow, you abstained from wine and also from shaving your head and a couple other requirements like uh, you would never touch a, a corpse or a grave and stuff like that. Uh, but the big one was you, you would never shave your head. So that was a symbol of his commitment to God. And when he told her that secret of his strength, that was him choosing Delilah over God. So what happened? She made him sleep on her knees and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as the other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Oh, brutal. And the Philistines seized him. And what they do? They gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ground at the mill in the prison. And while he was in prison, his hair grew back and his strength returned. The Philistines did not realize this. So they were celebrating the capture of him and they, they were having a party and they brought him out. They brought him up in shackles from the prison to come and entertain them. They were in the temple to their god, Dagon. We talked about him before. Back in October, we were talking about uh, not making, not, not worshiping idols. And we told the story of this god, Dagon. He was like half fish, half person, whatever. So they're in this, uh, the god of Dagon temple. And full of people, there were 3,000 people on the roof. And they brought Samson up to laugh at him and all the rest. And he ended up pulling the pillars to the temple down. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pulled with all of his strength. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people who were in it. So the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. So listen, uh, you're, you're like, oh, he was so strong. <laughs> like, oh, he's a great martyr for God. Yeah, that's a tragic ending. And it did not have to end like that at all. He had no self-control with women, let himself be distracted from his true calling. Distracted from his true purpose from birth, an angel came to declare his mission. And he threw it away because of Delilah. He was distracted. He was born announced by an angel to be consecrated to God. Consecrated means to be set apart as sacred, to be set apart as sacred. Samson was consecrated to God until he chose Delilah over God. 
And yes, he was betrayed by Delilah, but he never should have been in that position. And to be clear, his hair did not have magic powers. His hair was a sign of that Nazarite pledge to be consecrated. And when Delilah became more important to him than God, his strength was removed. We're supposed to feel sad by this story. Not, oh, look how strong he was. We're supposed to, well, it's like strong because of God. And when God left him, he lost his strength. That's a lesson for us. But you're supposed to feel sad about this story. You have Samson blind. He's consecrated to God. Like what could have been, but he's blind. They gouged his eyes out, working at a mill as a prisoner. And all that's sad. But the worst part was he lost the favor of God. Remember that line? He did not know that the Lord had left him. Charles Spurgeon said, the secret of Samson's strength was this. As long as he was consecrated, he should be strong. So long as he had been thoroughly devoted to his God and had no object but to serve God. And that was to be indicated by the growing of his hair. So long and no longer would God be with him to help him. Now we should take comfort too, because look at the strength of a consecrated man, of a focused man. When you consecrate yourself to God, you will have supernatural strength. But the moment we begin to think that it is our own strength that gets us the victory, it's going to be over. As Spurgeon said, our locks of strength shall be taken away and the glory shall depart from us. I got to read this section of Spurgeon. When a consecrated man begins, so again, think of consecrated as set apart as sacred, but focused. I'm going to change it a little bit to focus. When a focused man begins to change his purpose in his life and live for himself, that razor shaves clean indeed. I would argue, by the way, one of the sins of social media in general, but certainly TikTok, is the self. It's all about me. It takes your focus away from God and how to serve other people because that's what the, the, the command, like uh, love the Lord. What are the, what's the biggest commandment? Most important command, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbors as yourself. If you're scrolling away on TikTok, it takes your focus away from God and away from how to serve other people. And it makes life all about me, me in the moment right now. And then if you're making content, uh, look at me, look at me, look at me, all right? My likes, my hearts, my views. That's what our kids are focused on today. That's all that matters to them to the point where if they don't get the hearts, likes, and views, they'll even commit suicide. When a consecrated man, a focused man, begins to change his purpose in life and live for himself, the razor shapes clean indeed. There's a minister. When he first began his ministry, he could say, God is my witness. I have but one object, one focus, that I may preach the gospel faithfully and honor my master, God. But in a little time, tempted by Satan, he changes his tone and talks like this. Well, I, I must keep my congregation numbers up. And if I preach such hard doctrine, then people won't come. Didn't one of the newspapers criticize me? And didn't some of my people go away from me because of it? I, 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 I must keep this thing going. I must look out a little sharper and prone my speech down. I must adopt a little gentler style or preach a new-fashioned doctrine, for I must keep my popularity up. What is to become of me if I go down? <laughs> See, it's all about me not serving God anymore. We get distracted. In this example, as Spurgeon say, we get distracted by money, fame, reputation, prestige, whatever it is. Samson's distraction made him lose focus of what was most important. 
And that was the will of God for his life. So the question is, what is distracting you from your true dedication and focus on God? I love when uh, the angel came before he was born. This is Judges 13, 12. Uh, the dad said, now when your words come true, what is to be this child's manner of life? What is his mission? That's what his dad asked. Okay, great. We got this boy coming who's consecrated to God. What is his mission? He got distracted from that. That's for sure. All right. What's in my control? So, so much for uh, shorter politics by faith segments. Sorry. Let's not be distracted. So what, what's the opposite of distracted? What's the opposite of distracted? We must be intentional. We must be intentional. Maybe this is a good thing to think about before we get to uh, January with New Year's resolutions and all this stuff. I think of, of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman by the well. He didn't just happen to bump into her by accident, right? He, Jesus, was intentional. He went there for a purpose. He spoke to her first. He wasn't supposed to talk to a Samaritan woman. But none of it was an accident. It was intentional. Are you intentionally staying focused? It's harder to do. Just like it's easier to be sad than happy. It's easier to be lazy than work hard. It's easier to eat ice cream than work out. It's much easier to be distracted than intentional. But let's not be those people. Let's be the people who are always intentional on what matters. When Nehemiah was sent to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem, there were plenty of distractions thrown his way, but he wouldn't let it stop him. And I love this line, Nehemiah 6.3, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. <laughs> Forget it. I cannot come down. I, I got stuff to do. What kind of stuff? I got great work. Great work. Well, I'm on TikTok. So I got, I got really important stuff here to do on TikTok. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling forever. All night long. Maybe something will entertain me. No, not this, not this, not this, not this. Keep scroll, 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 scroll. Three hours later. There's got to be something here that, oh, it did its job. Distracted me. So what do we think about? What do we meditate on? What do we pray about? Hebrews. Let, he, he was 12.1. Let us throw off everything that hinders some things that hinder, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us throw off everything that hinders. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully that bill passes to ban TikTok and there's going to be a lot of temper tantrums from kids who want to keep watching their dance videos or whatever. It's got to go. But it's not just kids, and it's not just TikTok. Let us all throw off everything that hinders. Have a superb day. Slater Radio at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving a five-star review. Pretty much every email I've gotten, someone says, uh, I'm telling my friends, my family. I mean, that's our advertising budget. We don't have an advertising. <laughs> this is you spreading the word, and I am eternally grateful. Get to sleep. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Politics by Faith. Mike Sider.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.